Welcome back to Broken Hearts Heal. Two broken best friends come together to talk about the healing process. And we hope that you can join us on this beautiful journey. Episode three. Can you believe it? We're back. We are back. But we're not just back. We're back with the man himself. The man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Diamond Crowder. How are you? Hello, how are you doing? Good, good. We're excited to have you on today. Appreciate the uh, promo. Of course. Of course. Okay, so Diamond, even though you have answered these questions probably like a thousand times, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're going to ask you some questions about this book because the people want to know, so we come, we deliver. All right. Do you prefer to be called Diamond or Dime? Whichever one. I think, I think Diamond is more personal, so I like Diamond. Okay. Yeah. Do that. Okay. Yeah, we all we all friends here. <laughs> Three best friends in a room. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so the first question you want to ask you, Don Diamond. Look at me. We friends. Whichever one. Whichever one. Okay, so what was your personal favorite chapter to record? Hmm. My per- my personal favorite chapter to record. Honestly. If I'm being a hundred percent honest, I really didn't have a favorite chapter to record um, because, like, it, it just felt like I was I was rushed. I felt like I felt like I was rushed into my reading. Um, the first session, I, I got a two hour session at the studio, and I, I just knew like the reading the entire book was only going to take one hour. That's what I thought. It's going to take one hour. I can do the effects, knock everything out. One two hours session, it'll be done. Well, that bled over to two hours, and I still didn't finish. So it, I felt like I was being rushed. I felt like it sounded horrible. So reading everything was excruciating for me because I wanted to, I wanted to one capture the cadence in which I was trying to trying to get at, and also I was trying to read effectively. So I was really trying to apply what I learned from the Bible, reading, you know, just <laughs> stuff you. So so I was trying to apply all of that, you know, reading with some feel because nobody would just listen to a book where it's just super monotone or anything like that because it just sound like counsel you know like mm-hmm. regular old counsel you get what i'm saying so just try to put that feel so to answer your question i didn't have a full i mean my a favorite chapter recording okay well you listen to my favorite chapter was chapter 11 i was gonna say <laughs> you listen to our last one capri literally reference reference chapter 11 at least 25 times like not even kidding <laughs> oh wow thank you thank you yeah i was gonna say chapter 11 was my favorite chapter though Okay. It was definitely my favorite. Um, it was a lot of feel and a lot of emotion. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I knew I knew chapter eleven was gonna was gonna send it up. <laughs> it hit different. It hit different. It got me so heated, to be honest. What? I'm sorry. I said it got me so heated. Like I feel like any young person who has ever yeah. dealt with a heartbreak definitely mm-hmm. understands this chapter and like can relate to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree, man. I agree. Like. Uh, I was telling people like it's so many different uh things people can relate to in a book, like uh whether that be losing a loved one, a parent, or a heartbreak, or being humbled by Jehovah, just anything along the line, it's something that all of us young people, you know, anybody can experience. So somebody can relate to something there. I thought I was gonna uh probably get out of hand because I actually talked about two females in the, in that book. And uh the first one I knew She's from here. 
I knew I wasn't gonna hear nothing from her, uh, no backlash. But the second, I didn't think it was gonna be no backlash, but I just knew I was gonna hear from her. I knew people, some people might know who she is, and other things. It's just, it just, it could spiral to the left, but fortunately, it hasn't, at least not yet. So, good. I have a question for you. Yeah. What made you? What made you want to go look at your block list? Mm. Dude, I was bored. I was bored. See, I, I remember. I, yeah, I was bored. I was laying in bed. I just got off the game. It was COVID. It was just, I'm like, man, I'm, let me go through this phone. Like, I type in block list. I'm like, man, I got all these numbers on here. And then I just happened to call the last few. I didn't even know that was an option. See, I was like, we were talking about them. He was like, why would he call his block list? And I was like, he was probably bored. Like, I have yeah. done that. I was just like, you know, dang, I got nothing else. Let me see who my block list, <laughs> you know? So yeah. I feel that. I feel yeah, that. I was bored. You didn't have, so you didn't have any intentions of like rekindling this at that moment? Like, it no. wasn't like that at all? Nope, nope. And because uh, for me, when I'm done with somebody and I'm done with a situation, right? Um, I have to block. I have to block that person in order to drain my emotion, because um, I'm as loyal as a dog. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it's hard for me to like truly recognize that it's over with. You know what I'm saying? Like, because people, a lot of people, isn't deserving of a second chance. They're not deserving of the first one. You know. So for me, being such a, I love hard when I when I'm in love or when I like somebody a lot. You know. So. That was the only way I can get away from that situation and finally break free from from the uh, reminders and all of the, the the trash that came with that junk. So I had to block them. We talked about that too in our last episode um, of how similar we all are mm-hmm. and the fact of mm-hmm. to like someone is to love someone. Just mm-hmm. yeah. that's how that's how we are too. And it's like. And it's not fair, you know, and I and I honestly like hate that about myself personally because you're putting so much into someone who's not giving that same energy back to you. And I think that when you find someone um, who's on the same page as you, like emotionally, mentally, like even spiritually, I mm-hmm. think that's when it's going to like it all comes together and it's perfect because then you have someone who is giving you the same energy back and then you guys are both working towards the same goal. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna ask you, Diamond, where where does that like stem from? Like your your willingness to love so hard, so fast. Like where does that come from? Dude, I, I wish I can tell you. Honestly, for as, as long as I can remember, it's been a part of me. Like, uh, it's Jehovah. Like that's me being twenty four, noticing it now. Is is Jehovah? I remember being a little boy, and uh, and I'm hearing these stories now. I remember being a little boy and. Uh, getting into it with my nephew, you know, I mentioned my nephew and he's being nine months older than me. You know, we would fight a lot, you know, being young and things like that. And I wasn't a fighter. You know, he would get off on me, you know, beat me up, you know, nose bleeding, still a little boy. And people may laugh at me or something. And I, I apologize to them. Like, why would you apologize? They, they owe you an apology, if anything. But I just love people so much. I didn't want to be into it with anybody. I just wanted to be loved, you know, just being a young kid. Like, I didn't know how to be bad, you know, and, and I was looked at like a punk for that. I, mean, I think that's why I've been bullied and talked about and pushed around when I was young, especially because I hated fighting. I was I was scared. You know, I wasn't raised in a household where 
we had to fight every day, you know, it, like to go outside or it just, I didn't grow up in that environment. I'm a lover. So uh, when you're young, people prey on that. So as far as long as I can remember, I've always, I've always been a loving person. I've always been a gentle giant, you know, <laughs> until I changed myself for the worse, I would say. But I'm back to my normal self now. Well, we're glad to have you back. I'm glad to be back. <laughs> glad to be back. I was going to, me and Griffey talked about this. I don't know if you got a chance to listen to our first episode, but um, I really, listen, I'm not going to lie. Your first chapter of the book had me in tears. It's like literal tears because I, I felt that so much because my mom, it was the same way. She she did drugs when she was when she had me. And it, it has affected me, you know, and yeah. she, she left me at a young age. And I was like, it's so crazy to hear someone have such a similar story, like growing mm-hmm. up. Yeah. I was like, I'm not going to crown the first episode, but exactly. See, I, I commend you for that, man, because that's that's not an easy thing to come from under. You know what I mean? Like, that's tough. Like, it affects you as well. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you... Uh, where you at now, and y'all, both of y'all, you get what I'm saying? Like, that's encouraging to me, and now that I know a piece of your story, because um, y'all are super spiritual people, I can tell that, you know, and so coming from all the contingencies that people may have in life, especially, you know, by us sharing that same thing, it's it's uh, it's not hard to do the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. It's not hard to let that type of um, background mold you in a negative manner, your spiritual aspect. I'm appreciative to have known that about you, and you all are doing a good thing, so I'm thankful for that. But yeah, that's, I'm sorry you had to go through that as well. Yeah, same to you. I feel like we we all grown so much from our past, like mm-hmm. our childhood, our teenage years. Like we've grown so much, and we have went through so much to be the age that we all are. Yeah. It's crazy how Jehovah has like come through for all of us. Because like yeah. I know Capri's story, now we know your story, and like. Jehovah has came through for all of us, and it's crazy how he just continuously is always there for us. So I have another question. So there's 12 chapters in this book. Was 12, like, the initial cutoff point? Did you have more and then, like, shorten it up a little bit? Because that was, you summed up a lot in 12 chapters. Yeah, I, I summed up a lot, but it was so much I didn't put in there. Mm-hmm. If I put my entire life in that book and really talk, man, that book would be so long. Just because I've been through so much, I've done so much seen so much so it's like it's so much more it's so much more and uh i think that had i put everything in there it kind of moved away from the premise of the book which i didn't want to happen um but it's it's it it all would have kind of been along the same lines but you wouldn't have got the the main feel of the book so uh I, i wanted it to be long but and I had a patience, dude. Like, like, dude, I'd still be writing. I wouldn't be nowhere near done. You know what I'm saying? So So what I'm hearing is there possibly could be a second book. No. <laughs> nah, nah, I was like, nah. Nah. No other books. No other books. Nothing. Ain't no books coming out. Ain't no movies coming out. I'm at chapter 11. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on. Come on with the questions, man. I'll even ask them. I'll let it, I'll let it be known. Or... Okay, so... My question to you is, going through that heartbreak and the mental disposition that it put you in, would you, are you at the point now where you're just like, I just want to be single, or are you open to being in a relationship? 
uh, I'm, I'm definitely open to being in another relationship. Uh, in fact, I kind of am, I am in a relationship at the moment. So, um, but after that, I will say I did, I did go through that time. Like, I didn't even want to, even before I talked to her again, I didn't want to talk to girls again. I didn't want to even put my mind on that at the moment because I, I didn't had a mental, uh, I didn't had a mental patience for it. You get what I'm saying? Like I didn't, I couldn't go through another heartbreak, especially now. Like, and, and when you dating somebody, it's a lot of vulnerability that comes with it, you know? And so being in that mental space after it played out, how it played out the second time, that was scary for me. It was scary for me because I, I wasn't thinking of, and, and I think I should put this out there too. I've never been suicidal. I wasn't like, let me go shoot myself or anything like that. I just kind of like added to that. I mean, it just kind of added to the book. Um, but what I did think about was, this is the second time this happened to me. And I know plenty of brothers and sisters who are the good person finished last. It's like, what happens to them? You know what I'm saying? Like, what what's supposed to happen to them? That person get to live their life yeah. and you suffer yeah. calming down. It's like, man, I never want to get taken to that again because love will do that. I really did relate to the fact of just, like, the mental part that it put you through. Mm-hmm. Uh, going through a heartbreak, when you're really invested into someone, it can literally take you there. It can take you. I mean, you have panic attacks. That stuff is real. Mm-hmm. Real, real life. Like, you really think you're going to die. Like, just, it's, that's not a good feeling at all. Like, like, it could flare up at any moment. So just imagine being out, you out with your guys or something like that, or your friends, and you sitting here struggling not to have an anxiety attack. That's real. That takes your happiness away. And for a point, it was like that. It was like, man, I felt like, uh, I felt like, uh, like Joe. Like, man, somebody telling me to curse God and die. Like, I can't even live like this. Exactly. But I almost had one uh on the plane when I came back from Miami, just because, like, I don't know, man. My stuff, like, it it, it could stem from anything. Like, I may eat some hot chips and feel some in my heart, just because I'm a bigger guy. And then just because my father, him passing away at 49 from a heart attack and a stroke, it's like I've always thought I have something wrong with me. I used to get heart flutters, playing ball. I feel like something wrong with me. Go to the hospital, nothing's wrong with you. Go to doctor's appointment, nothing is wrong with you. But in my mind, I know I have an enlarged heart. I've already diagnosed myself. I'm about to die. (laughs) Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. Yeah. So anything may cause that, man. I don't wish an anxiety attack on anybody. That was me today. I was eating some noodles at work, just chilling, living my best life on mm. TikTok. Mm. I was like, bro, what's wrong with me? <laughs> she FaceTimes me and she's crying. Yeah. And I'm sitting at the table with my family and they're like, oh, just take it, you know, just go upstairs, whatever, like talk to her. And like, I'm telling you, it's real. It's real. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. anybody that say like mental health, like it's it ain't nothing. No, listen, it's it's real and it's it's scary because, like you said, Dime, it can happen any time. Like, yeah. playing, it can happen while you're at work, while you're driving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's and that specific anxiety attack I was talking about in the book, I, I remember, like, what I was doing right before. Like, I just talked to my best friend. She's also from that city. Um, and she, and she, I was explaining to her what happened, and we were just talking about it. And I was just laying it all off my chest. And I'm like, man, I'm going to just talk to you later. I went to sleep about 10 o'clock. 
12 o'clock happened and woke me on my sleep. It was over with. Like it was I ran downstairs, called 911, told my grandma I couldn't breathe. Like it was just all bad. Like I'm crying, just thinking I'm about to die. Then the paramedics coming in and they and then like just telling me just calm down, calm down, you have an anxiety attack. And then she was just like, Is there anything that could have stemmed this? Like a recent breakup, anything like I'm like, Yeah, a breakup. And just talking about that was so just embarrassing in front of my grandmother. Like, it was just, ugh. Then having to get strapped into the stretcher and rolled out of the house. Like, as big as I am, they rolling me out. <laughs> like, like that, was, that was crazy, man. It was crazy. This is, like, so off topic to your book. But that happened to me at the dental office. Ooh. I was living my best life getting a root canal. And I blacked out passed out and they had to call the ambulance on me they had to roll me on the stretcher and i was like i wasn't having a seizure but i kept shaking like yeah I yeah didn't, i didn't know where i was and i was like like where are you i'm like i don't know and it was like what's wrong i don't know i can't even talk like, yeah exactly feeling, and like i went by myself and it was like uh 30 minutes away from my house i was scared i was like Yep. I would never wish that on anybody because that feeling of like getting rolled into an ambulance, don't know where you are. Yeah, that's not yeah. good, man. And like that shaking feeling, who you get the jitters, you start getting sleepy. It's like, why am I getting, why am I getting weaker? If I go to sleep, mm-hmm. am I gonna die? Like, what's going on? But like they explained it to me, like you can't die from an anxiety attack. It attacks your nervous system, so that's why everything is going haywire, you know. And so. Like the nurse called it, they call it the um, the walls of doom, you know, because it feel like it's closing in on mm-hmm. you. But the most that's gonna happen is you will faint, but your body basically resets and you'll wake back up calm again. But if you can stop it before then, that's what they want you to do. But the worst that happen is you faint, a few minutes you wake back up. And I was like, Jehovah, just let me breathe. Just let me breathe. Yep, <laughs> yep, yep. Cause it was well, like, they, they was like, yeah, if you don't get your breathing under control, you're going to have to, like, go into the, what's it called? Like a mental hospital? Yeah, like the mental side. I was like, just oh, please help me breathe because I ain't yeah. trying to get locked up for 72 hours. I'm straight. <laughs> I don't want none of them drugs. You come out, man, you don't even smile no more. You just keep a straight face. <laughs> they come take a part of your brain. You ain't never getting that back. Mm-mm. Yeah. I'm super invested into your life, and I barely know you, but I feel mm-hmm. like... That's fine. Ask away. I'm an open book. Like, um, put your life out there. We kind of, like, besties now, so... Yeah. Okay, yeah. Come on. <laughs> Best friends for life. Me, you, and Ashanti. All right. Um, so, taking the heartbreak and everything that you've been through, um, and taking it to who you are right now, where or how are you going to take everything that you've learned your lessons from your relationships and how are you going to put that into this relationship that you're in now Mm -hmm. are you watching for red flags am i watching yes i'm always watching for red flags i saw the red flags with the last women you know what i'm saying uh but i would say it made me more on point it made me more on point, uh, and just just because even before I met my girlfriend, um, I was no stranger to women. You get what I'm saying, and so it's just a matter a matter of finding the right one. I feel like I, I just wasn't out here trying to waste nobody's time, but I also wasn't trying to have my time wasted. 
you know. So when I met her, it's like I I, I guess I kind of didn't. I didn't know which way it was gonna go, but I'm like, man, I'm gonna I'm check for these red flags. I'm gonna see what she talking about. She talks some foolishness. I ain't with that junk, you know. But she she didn't she didn't have any of those. Um, but I, what I did say it it it, it did kind of affect me in my dating life in a negative manner because you always uh you always on edge. You always defensive. You always got the microscope on that person. It's like. Hey, I'm not this person that did this to you. I'm a whole different person. You got to give me a fair shot. And so when I'm understanding that, it's like it help you be more patient. But in the same sense, that messes with your vulnerability because it feel like you lowering the wall and letting somebody just get back in on you. So that's what I battle with, and that's what uh, I would say. That's a huge reason why I didn't make things official with my girlfriend until m- more recently. You know, because uh, I was just afraid. That's understandable. That is so understandable. Okay. Oh, one last question I wanted to ask, Don. Mm-hmm. So I know that you had a interesting, like, family dynamic. How has this book changed your family dynamic for the better or for the worse? Would you say? Ooh. Oh, it made it worse. It made it worse. Um, because once I, because I, it's so much stuff took place and I wanted to kind of be like this anyway. Once I moved out, that's when I wanted to release my book and that's what took place um, for, for more reasons than that. One, I didn't have to be trapped inside of my grandparents' house, dealing with everybody coming there and then just like the whole backlash of dropping the book and just running the risk of being kicked out and just all kinds of junk, you know. So once I moved out, I feel like my relationships with my family increased it was on the uprise but once they found out about it all everything hit the fan um so it was it was mayhem it was mayhem once they found out like I was getting calls it was you did this and this that you lying and you did this and people crying and people hurt people can't even finish the book but nobody took the chance to realize this is what actually took place this is how I felt and and that's that would be selfish to, for somebody to just look from only their aspect when I'm telling exactly how I feel. Like so that's what I made up the point. Like, man, screw what people think, screw what they think, because I'm telling you now I never had a voice. Now I'm giving you my voice. And you still won't listen. So that means you're not deserving. So I, I didn't care at a point in time, but it hurt me. It hurt me the rest of that day finding out that they found out about the book and Everybody was crying and just upset because it was like, it hurt me because I felt like everything was just getting better. And then now this happened. And so although I didn't regret the book or that I released it, it just made me sad. Like, man, like, well, now I really ain't going to be cool with them. But the next day I was able to pick up my mother and go to my grandparents' house and play the book. And we cried and uh, people was upset and stuff like that. But I think it, it helped them understand, like, this is how he felt, regardless if we agree with it or not. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, we can't knock him for that. Granted, it's still some touchy points. It's still some irritating things that happen. And I still haven't talked to the rest of my family. But only people I really cared about, relationship I cared about salvaging was with my grandparents. So that's it. So I, it affected it negatively that way. But I feel like now the book is out. I mean, you can't take it back. I guess you just kind of just uh, move on from it. And I don't know if you'll ever move on from it, but I hope you will. But 
I really don't it don't really bother me because uh next year once my lease is up here, I'm moving down south, like I said in my in my life. So they won't be nowhere near me anyway, just a phone call. And the good thing about those is you always got a red button. <laughs> that, <laughs> that could that could end that. So So one last question. Um yeah. for your new bestie. Um <laughs> what advice would you give um Ashante and I? Um, as far as like relationship advice, been waiting on this. <laughs> He's like, I'm ready. Been waiting on this. Uh, what do I start? Yeah, I would say, first of all, find you somebody that loves Jehovah more than they love you. Because as a, as a as a as a Christian sister, um, to date somebody. It, you have to have this expectancy that you know one day you're gonna uh, have to submit to to your husband, and you don't want to submit to no boneheaded idiot that don't love Jehovah that leads you in this way, it leads you that way. You want a real man that loves Jehovah and that loved Jehovah before he even met you. And uh, I would I would say don't don't find you nobody else. I mean, if you do find somebody on social media, find the right person. Don't find no. No, no stupid dude, no Tyrone or Tyrell that got all the hard eyes under the pictures. And this ain't no, ain't no, ain't no nothing. I would say find you somebody that loves Jehovah. Also, um, make sure that person is invested in the same energy that you're giving, um, because you have to realize you're a prize as well. You know, you're not an option; you're a prize. And so that guy, he has to, he has to show you have to show your worth, but he also has to show that he's worthy as well. Like this ain't no. You gotta meet me halfway. You get what I'm saying? So I would say just don't waste your time with a with a fool because it's a lot of fools out here. And the number one advice I give somebody, when a person shows you who they are, believe them. Don't believe their words because we all got fancy words. We all could talk and say and mislead and make you think one way, but them actions gonna prove true. So never deny that. When somebody's showing you who they are, take your chance and run. Because it's never going to change. Somebody told me this when I was dating the last girl, the one I talked about in the book. One of three things take place when you get married, right? One of three things. One, that person never changes. They never change. And they stay the exact same way that they are. And that's the most common one that, that we see. They never change. Second, they get worse. Second most common. They get worse. They don't do the things they they get worse. They fail spiritually. They they turn into a whole other person. And the least common one, they change for the better. It's like we wish we see it more, but that rarely ever happens. So a person asked me, when you're dating somebody, if this person never changes a thing about themselves, not one thing, their hair, the way they talk to you, the way they treat you, can you say you'll be comfortable in a marriage with them? If your answer is no, you better run. <laughs> Cause you wasting your time. People don't change, man. Dang, I feel like I should have been taking notes. I'm I like, feel like I should have been taking notes. That was people. amazing advice. It was given to me. I wish I could take credit for it. It was given to me, and they told me that, like I said, when I was talking to the last girl, and we see how that happened. And I was, and, and I knew that I wouldn't be comfortable in a marriage with her with the stuff that she had going on. So. I'm old school, man. I like a homebody. I like you to sit at home right with me, and we're going to sit on this couch 
<laughs> I don't like nobody that the fast tail female got to be all out all day and night. Girl, you can go out with your friends, go do what you want to do. Don't be out every night. That's not attractive to me. I'm raising my grandparents. I like old stuff. We can sit and watch the news. <laughs> and I'll be content. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, Dime, thank you so much for um, hanging out with us tonight. And I mean, I really enjoyed it. Me too. Very much me as very well. informational. Very much. Like, I appreciate the invite, man. Thank you all for having me on your platform and being able to express myself and talk about the book with you all. I think that you all got a, a good thing going with the podcast, and you all are extremely effervescent. So I think that that'll work out great. And uh, I'm thankful for the listeners out there. Thank y'all for listening to me. And uh, if y'all can go cop the book, give it a listen. Hidden Gem Amongst the Blind out on all platforms: Apple Music, Spotify. YouTube, music, title, whichever one, you name it, it's on there. So, uh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, we will see you guys next week. And we hope you have a great rest of your night. Bye. Bye. Chapter one. Creation.